and welcome to another edition of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is your host, John Jantz, and my guest today is best-selling author and keynote speaker, John Gordon. He's actually a return guest. Uh, some of you long-term listeners will remember his great book, The Energy Bus. Uh, but today we are going to talk about a fairly new offering from John called The Seed, Finding Purpose and Happiness in Your Life and Work. And uh, those of you that follow my blog know this is, there's some subjects here uh, that I've been talking about quite a bit of late. And so welcome, John. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks, John. It's great to be back on your show. Well, so in the seed, um, you we meet Josh, who uh, starts off being challenged by his boss, and and I wonder if I wonder if there's some real life people out there that that have had this same thing happen to them. But uh, to say, hey, decide if this is really what you want to be doing here. I, I bet that has happened to people. Um, oh yeah, I've had a lot of people say, you know, they've been challenged by their boss. You know, you don't have the passion you used to have. Where's where's the person that I hired now? A lot of people say they know this book is fiction because the boss gives him two weeks paid vacation. <laughs> right. So some say, you know, I never got paid to actually take two weeks to decide if I truly and passionately want to work here. But in the book, that's what happens as Josh uh, begins his journey. Well, you know, that's a really interesting point, though, because I suspect that there are some uh, em- employers who have kind of issued that challenge, like you said, you know, change your attitude, you know, or, or maybe this isn't the place for you, um, but but not really done it in that sort of the way you present where it's it's more of a, hey, I want to help you find <laughs> the right place for you. Um, and, and I think that's probably a pretty key distinction. It is. I think more bosses, more managers, more companies, more organizations should actually do this. You know, Zappos, as you know, will will pay people to quit. But I think more people will say, hey, should say, hey, is this your passion? Do you really want to be here? Because if you don't, I'll help you find something. Or is this your dream job? Okay, it's probably not. So let's talk about what your dream job is. And give me a year, give me two years to give all that you have right here to use your gifts, your talents, to better our team, better our organization, and in the process, I'll coach you, guide you, to help you take that next step. Think about it. NFL coaches, college coaches, you have new teams every year. So I believe every manager has to create a system and a culture that brings people in, develops and trains them, helps them move on if they're meant to, and if you see yourself as a coach in that way, you'll be a better manager and you'll have a better team. Yeah, you know, let me ask you um, just from a – this is sort of a – personal interest question on my part you know sure. as, as as a fellow author um your books are uh and i and i must admit i don't know if every book you've written this way but but your last few of course are kind of the parable style um do, do you find that a, a more challenging to write uh and get your message across that way or or do you find it actually a, a more comfortable style for you for me it's a more comfortable style i love writing you know in the story format so all my books are fables and stories and I think I, I write better that way. I'm able to teach better. And I think people are more engaged with the book in that way and the story uh, in that kind of style. Yeah, I, I think the challenge, just quite frankly, from a writer's standpoint, is you know keeping the story a good story too, right? Because you, <laughs> you not only are trying to get across a message, and, I, and we've all read the fable style where, you know, you just get hit over the head with the message and it kind of, you know, falls flat a little bit. But uh, I think you do a good job of the of actually keeping the story uh, a good story, which, you know, obviously then helps you deliver your message. That's where I tried to be different, you know, and send out in my, in my writing where I wanted these 
fable to not be empty characters or characters you just don't care about. So you're just really reading the book for, you know, for the message. A lot of people say they, they actually care about the characters yeah. in my story. So, so it's almost like a, a, a light novel with a business message in it. That's, that's the goal. So, so we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the message, but uh, uh, after Josh goes on vacation, who, who does he meet who, uh, who gives him sort of the, you know, the, 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 you know, the big aha? Right. Well, he goes to a corn maze with his buddies, and while he's in the corn maze, he gets lost, and then he meets this uh, farmer who just appears out of nowhere, and no, Josh was not drinking. And, and, and in that meeting, they have a very cool conversation, and the farmer gives him a seed and says, find out where to plant this seed, and your purpose will be revealed to you. And so he goes on this journey to find out where to plant the seed. And interestingly enough, that's the first vision I had for this book, was a farmer giving a young 20-something a seed and telling him this. So before I even knew what the book was going to be about, that's the initial vision I had. You, you know, I um, I often speak about this idea of purpose. You know, my, my audience are small business owners, and there's just no, in my opinion, there's no disconnecting what they do with who they are, and right. um, not not if they're going to enjoy what they're doing at least. And, and so I end up talking, even though I'm talk mostly about marketing. I, I, I talk a lot about this idea uh, of purpose and passion. And, and I will tell you, and I'm sure you, I'm sure you meet frustrated people um, all the time that say, I, I get it, John, I get it. But, you know, how do I find my purpose? I mean, that that's, you know, it's sort of the age old question, I think. And, um, I, you know, I know that you spend a lot of time talking about this idea of, you know, the four stages you need to go through and, uh, you know, the key keys to finding happiness in, in your life and your work. So, you know, what's your advice to people that, that say that I'm, I, I want purpose, you know, I want to do something that feels meaningful, yeah. but I, I just, I can't figure out what it is. It's going to sound really simple, but I would say it is to pray. Yeah. And I know, I know that's not typical business advice, but I am a spiritual person. And as I was writing this book, even though it's in many ways a business book, I kept on coming to the point where I said, okay, how do I write this book and not include God in it? And that was hard for me to do, and I had to weave that in because I really believe everyone is here for a reason. I believe everyone here is, is for a purpose, like you exist for a reason. And for me, the only way I found my purpose was when I actually was in such a tough place and a difficult, challenging time in my life where I finally just prayed and said, all right, God, why am I here? What is my purpose? And every day I would take this walk of prayer. And on that walk, and on those walks, that's where uh, God, you can call it inspiration, you can call it spirit, whatever you want to call it, for me it was God. That's where the inspiration and the ideas to do what I was born to do and write and speak came to me. And so I've met so many people who have found their purpose, and every one of them, it was... It was just, you know, an amazing coincidence or something happened here and they met the right person or something happened there and it led to this, which then led to opportunity B, which led to something, opportunity C, and it just happened. So no one could actually give me a, a definitive way that there was this step-by-step approach. I don't think there is a step-by-step approach. I think that's the point of life. That's the point of this book, that it's a journey we go on. And on this journey to find our purpose, uh, through life, we meet people, we meet teachers, and I think ultimately we're meant to meet 
uh, our creator along the way. That's my that's my that's my belief. Well, and and I think there probably are countless examples though of people that you said you you were in a tough spot, you know, or you know, think about the people that that change their lives because they have a heart attack or um, you know some sort of thing that makes it a priority. And I think that that's part of the challenge is that that life is really noisy as it's going on all around us, and and uh, so that that idea of of saying, you know what, I have to find this. You know, now's the time I have to. I think sometimes that's uh, that's why so often people will tell a story about, you know, they, they changed their life because they got backed into a corner. Right. I mean, so often <clears throat> it's through the adversity yeah. that we find, you know, the work that we're meant to do. We find our, our reason for being, our, our purpose for living. So a lot of time it is that adversity. But I also do believe this. Say you don't have the time to go on this journey. Say, say that you know, you're stuck in a job right now. Yeah. I really believe if we start serving in small ways, if you are a small business owner, for instance, you start serving in small ways and say, how can I use my product, how can I use my service, my business, to actually just make a difference, yep. to make a difference in someone's life. And I believe if you start in that small way of just saying, how can I serve how can I make a difference? It's amazing how that small act of service leads to a bigger purpose down the road if you do it day in and day out. And that's what planting the seed is all about, planting yourself where you are. I think so often as business owners, we're always looking to the future that we never really plant ourselves where we are. So I tell people all the time, your job is just to be your best every day. Your job is to be excellent at what you do, to pursue excellence, to provide a great service, to care about your customers. And if you do that, it will lead you to a bigger purpose that you never thought possible and maybe that you never imagined for your life. I think a big piece of it too is is deciding, you know, that you're going to bring this this passion to whatever you're doing. I mean, uh, how many people, you know, listening, and I'm sure you've had this in your experience, have have met the shoe shine person or the you know the street sweeper that you know you thought, well, gosh, that's that's not necessarily the you know the highest calling or you know for 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 a job but there but you come away thinking wow that's one of the most passionate people i've met um and, and i think that that i think a lot of times we get really caught up in this you know we have to have this big impressive you know higher purpose uh and, and i think that you know i think if you just bring passion to the little things that purpose is going to find you there it is i think when you do that you, you somehow open up like the pipeline of purpose yeah. but when you start serving it's like you now open your pipeline, so now your purpose can actually start to flow through you if you imagine yourself this, this conductor, this conduit. And when you're not living it, when you're angry and negative and, and really being, you know, uh, jealous of others, you're basically cutting off the flow of purpose into your life. But then when you are serving, making a difference, somehow this bigger purpose starts to flow through you. I don't know how it works. I just know that when people start serving, it's amazing how many more opportunities come their way. I think of, of Rachel who told me she was with the knot and she was in sales and she was complaining all the time. And finally, you know, I told her, just, just stop complaining. Mm-hmm. It's not doing you any good and it's not doing me any good right now and it's not doing your company any good. You have a choice. Change your job or change your attitude about your job. So she hated me for a while, but she actually went back to work, started to take the advice stopped complaining, started being positive, and literally three months later, her sales were up 35%. And then a year later, they were up 100%. I lost touch with Rachel for a while. She's a friend of my wife's. And I saw her again just recently, 
and she's been promoted twice now at the knot. She's in her dream job. Her sales are up a total of 400% just because she decided to just stay positive and start doing the work instead of worrying about all the challenges she was facing. And now she's, again, in this great job two promotions later. So I really believe she's a great example of what can happen when you just do the work, plan yourself, bring the passion and purpose to your work. It's like the woman who told me she was a mortgage broker and her job was to save marriages. That's what her purpose is. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the mortgage business, but if I can help people keep their homes, then I'll help them save their marriage. And the research shows that to be true. So she's not just in the mortgage business. She's in the marriage-saving business, and that drives her. Yeah. You know, um, I have often talked about this idea of, of having a higher purpose with your work, whether you you know call it spiritual or religious or not, but just yeah. something like that, sure. that, that that drives you over and above. In fact, in some ways, it might not even matter what it is you do, you know, to, to get that marriage saving, as you as you talked about. So, so let's talk a little bit about, you know, people that, that – maybe find that purpose. I mean, how do you turn that into, I mean, or can you uh, turn that higher purpose into a, a real marketing message or, or a big part of your brand that, that you communicate? So you're, in other words, you're out there telling people why you do what you do, you know, more often than you're telling them what you do. Yeah. We don't get burned out because of what we do. We get burned out because we forget why we right. do it. Yeah. So I think one, our why fuels us. It gives us energy to go, overcome all the challenges, to pursue in the face of rejection, to strive to be better, to bring a greater product or service to the market. So it's that passion and purpose that ultimately will help you be successful. So if you don't have it, you will not be successful in today's age. I believe the economy that we're facing right now has merely exposed those who have a weak business model, those who aren't passionate and purposeful about what they do. Because look at Apple. They're pretty passionate, right? So look at how successful they are. Look at all the small businesses that are actually doing well right now in this economy. It's because they're passionate. So so I think you have to, you know, bring that passion and purpose to your work. And I believe everyone can bring a higher purpose uh, to what they do. And and I think it's essentially part of your brand. It has to be part of your brand. Why you do what you do is in essence who you are, and it actually must be part of your culture. And if, I would argue to say if it's part of your culture, if it truly is part of your DNA and your culture, it will speak volumes to the marketplace. Well, and I, I do truly, I, I mean, I know that we all have examples of this. You, you don't even have to say it. People feel it. Um, and, and I think that that's the part, you know, that sort of the flip side of that is you can't fake it. You can't say, hey, here would be a really good message uh, of purpose to communicate. I mean, it, it has to, it has to re- truly exist, doesn't it? Right. So, I mean, it has, it has to um, be something that is truly part of, of, of your essence and your core of yeah. what you do. And what you are. And that's the whole point. You can't fake it. Some people say, we believe and we are. But if it's in your mission statement, it's written down, but you're not living and breathing it day in and day out. It's not really part of your essence and your core. The marketplace will know. Well, yeah, because, you know, when it comes out is then when, when there's a problem, how do you react to a problem, <laughs> you know, how you how you treat your people. You know, I, I, I was in a store the other day, quite frankly, and the gentleman uh, um, was just over the top friendly and nice and just, you know, really gave this air of, of, of caring about, you know, what I was there to do. Um, and then he immediately kind of snapped at his employees and kind of, mistre- I thought, mistreated them, uh, you know, right in front of me. And I thought, you know, that's 
sort of the true brand right there. Yes. And, I, you know, I wrote a thing called the greatest customer service strategy a while ago, and the greatest customer service strategy is not uh, how you treat your customers. Yeah. It starts by how you treat your employees. Yeah. If you treat them well and you model it for them, they will model it for their customers. So um, you do talk about, let's get into you know, maybe a couple you know, sort of really practical parts of uh, while well, all of this is practical. I, I do know sometimes people are like, you know, tell me how, <laughs> you know, uh, right. uh, you talk about some stages that people need to go through in order to find and then maybe equally important live uh, their purpose. You want to visit that a little bit? Sure, sure. Well, I think one is don't seek happiness at work. I mean, <laughs> don't seek because you'll never find it. Instead, decide to work with passion and purpose and happiness will find you. So, so step one is just decide to actually work with passion. Act like your job is your dream job. Start acting like it, even if it isn't, and see how it starts to change your attitude and the people around you. That's, I think, in essence, a very practical thing right. that you can do. I think also try to grow others. You know, not only grow yourself, but grow others. The more you, you really see yourself as a, a grower of others, you grow yourself. You bet. And businesses don't just grow. People grow. So if you want your small business to grow, you have to grow as a person. I think so often people are always trying to grow their business, yeah. but they don't spend enough time growing themselves, and then they wonder why they're not more successful. Yeah. The books you read, the lessons and the trainings you go through, the coaching that you have, the people that you learn from – you have to be a lifelong learner. You have to be someone who is growing. And if you're growing, your business will grow. So one of the things that I know you also talk about in this book, and, and we we maybe we'll circle around and end on maybe a little more positive point, but, but uh, you know, there's sometimes um, – Growth and success and failure and disappointment, isn't there? How do you how do you use that or how do you yeah. turn those things? Because I mean, you know, sure. business is up and down, right? Um, yeah. so how do you turn those failures and disappointments into growth and success? Well, there's four stages of growth, and the first one is the preparation stage. So everything in your life, I believe, prepares you for the work you're ultimately meant to do. Huh. Then yeah. there's the stage of planting. When you plant yourself where you are, and again, it may not be your dream job. But you just decide to serve and make a difference and say, you know what, I'm going to take this job right now as an opportunity to make a difference. And you just plant yourself. And when you do that, what happens is you start growing. So the third stage is the growth stage. And during the growth stage, that's where you're going to have a lot of, uh, a lot of great things that come your way, a lot of opportunities, a lot of growth. But it's during the growth stage that you also face setbacks, and I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah. So as you're growing, you're to face setbacks, adversity, obstacles, and so often people give up during the growth stage because of all the setbacks. I think the key is to realize the setbacks are really like a pruning. And so you're being pruned, which seems like a setback, but ultimately it's designed to help you grow more fully. So to see everything in your growth phase, even the setbacks as learning experiences, growth opportunities that are you know, designed to help you grow. And I believe if the setback is so severe that maybe it's meant to point you in a new direction, mm -hmm. you have to look at that as well. That's where the book comes in. You know, there are signs along the way. 
There are things we can't explain with just the how-to. I mean, there are so many stories of people who, who almost gave up, but they didn't. Next thing you know, they built a, a great company. There are other stories who lost a job, but then it helped them start their business, and now they're wildly successful in their business. So every person is different. Every journey is different. The key is to actually really pay attention to your journey. Pay attention to the signs. Pay attention to the lessons. Pay attention to each event that happens in your life and say, okay, am I meant to move on from this opportunity and find something else? Or is this merely a setback that is helping me grow more fully in this work I'm meant to do? That's the tough part. It's a challenging part because it's hard to distinguish often. And I think ultimately that's where prayer comes in and that's where these walks come in where you really do ask for guidance and you 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 start to you start to be able to distinguish what you're meant to do and where you're meant to go. Yeah, and I think the the tough thing, and and I agree with you. You know, whatever we call it, you know, meditation or or prayer or or just sure. getting some silence for a moment. I think the biggest thing is it, it helps you sort of detach from the emotion of what's going on, uh, because that's you know that old emotion thing makes it hard to actually think sometimes. Doesn't yes, it? And, <laughs> and then but but part of the emotional part is to decide. Yeah. What am I truly passionate about? Right. Seth Godin in his book, you know, The Dip, I think he makes a really great point. If you are passionate about what you're doing and everything is pointing towards, you know, I still love this. Yeah. I believe in this. I think I can be successful with this. This is what I truly want to do. And if that's the case, then you need to follow that. You need to pursue that. So I think, you know, with everything I just said, if you truly just analyze and think about your passion and say, am I truly passionate about this? Is there anything else I want to do besides this? If the answer is no, and that you truly love it, want to do it, are passionate about it, then pursue it. If there's something else, you know, I always want to do that. I don't think I really want to do this, you know? Yeah. Because don't quit because of the challenge, though. Like, don't say, oh, you know, I'm just so tired of the challenge, blah, blah, blah. If you are willing to give up just because of the challenge, then obviously you're not that passionate. So if you give up because of the challenge, then you are, it's probably a good thing that you are giving up. Uh, but, but, but analyze, am I giving up because of the challenge or is the challenge really draining me? But then say, am I truly passionate about it? And if you are, then the passion will help you overcome the challenge. Am I making sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So um, one of the things you did um, for, and, and remind me of the, you have a, a special site for the book. I know they can find it at johngordon.com, but you, you put up a site just for uh, uh, the seed. Sure, it's seed11.com, yeah. seed11. And and one of the things you did there that I thought was really neat, because this is one of those books that you um, you probably should consider uh, reading and discussing with with coworkers and friends and family and and you uh, you you did a really nice job I think with your book club uh, there where you have several videos introducing concepts and then uh, posing questions that people can can use in in a three or four week uh, kind of setting and uh, I, I really I, I thought that was kind of a, a a nice way to package it for those people that do want to do it in groups and it's free too so yeah, yeah we did yeah. these free videos with with discussion questions and it was a lot of fun to do and make it real easy for people to to further discuss and implement and think about these principles in the seed. Yeah. Well, John, always great catching up with you. Uh, we were talking with John Gordon, uh, author of The Seed, Finding Purpose and Happiness in Your Life and Work, and I don't think there's probably a uh, more important thing <laughs> that you can do uh, in this thing called work. So, John, thanks for joining us, and hopefully we'll see you out there on the road. All right. Thanks so much.